Starting or growing your business is hard work. But now you are listening to the Better Business Podcast with me, Steve Cook, and I'm going to try and make it a little easier on you. We on this podcast help you grow a better business with real advice from professionals, and today is no different. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Better Business Podcast. I'm your host and I will be going on a solo mission with you today. My name is Steve Cook and we are talking about theft and not necessarily getting robbed at gunpoint uh, from your register. We're talking about a wolf in the hen house. If you have ever dealt with employee theft, be it um, stealing inventory, stealing cash, um, doing um, cooking the books, anything like that, you know the uh, mental anguish, the um, the amount of time that it takes to sort through those kind of things. And I want to give my point of view, my perspective, and my story um, to hopefully help somebody that might be going through this at the time, but especially if hoping that if you go through this at a future time that um, maybe you can recall this episode, you can um, take some of the tips that um, I learned from my story and use them in the future. You know, there was a lot of things we did wrong in the summer of 2019 um, when we had tens of thousands of dollars stolen from our family business. And um, without getting into too much of the details, um, the reason why the employee was able to get away with it for so long was because the way that she was doing it, um, it was being hidden from the end of day on the register. She was uh, finagling the computer in such a way that um, she was able to get away with it for a long time until we did a full inventory on the business. So the first thing is there's a lot of ways to steal and you especially would know your registers better than anyone else. So um, be sure that you have several checks and balances no matter what the employee's relationship to you is, um, no matter how long they've worked for you, whatever it might be, have multiple checks and balances between different people. um, And ultimately you at the top of all of those checks and balances. So to get into the story just a little bit, Um, This employee had been stealing from us for a little over seven months that we could figure out. And like I said, she was manipulating the point of sale system in a way that um, allowed her to get away with it so long. So when we eventually caught um, this action, um, I actually caught it um, at the close of one evening. And so what I did was I started seeing a few suspicious um, activities on the point of sale system and um, proceeded to basically just uh, chalk it up as a a weird um, coincidence. And what I did was ended up going and viewing the camera uh, footage. So first off, make sure that you have cameras. in great locations to view the cash register. 
not only the cash register, but also um, in great location to view the people in front of the register. That's twofold. A, if you ever get robbed, you can see the person um, well. And B, um, not all stealing is done with uh, you know product or something like that. A lot of times it's cash and it, like in our situation can be manipulated. And it was important to be able to see out amongst the store um, in front of the individual. So I reviewed some camera footage, and that's the first tip for this podcast. Um, I have a list of um, seven things here that I learned. The first one is to verify. Make sure that you are confident because what is going to happen is, in my experience, no one ever admits to this first at first glance. Um, and so you need to have a mountain of evidence um, and if you don't have that mountain of evidence, set up systems in place. Um, if you assume that this might continue on, set up systems in place to catch this person to be able to accumulate this mountain of evidence. So if you don't have cameras and you're suspicious of someone stealing, set up cameras. That's okay. Um, a lot of times a thief is going to continue on stealing anyways. Um, if you're suspicious of someone stealing inventory, set up cameras in a, in a location that you can catch that activity. Um, but you need to not only have camera footage saved and set up, you also need to have receipts. Um, you also need to have documentation. You need to have a mountain of evidence that it is undeniable um, to show this person because the step number two or the tip number two that I can give you is you need to prepare for denial. Do not go into this thinking that, oh, when I show them this, they're going to um, admit it. Um, one thing that I completely miscalculated on um, preparing for this, I was without a shadow of a doubt confident um, in what was going on. I just didn't know the full amount or how long it had been going on. And one thing that I completely underestimated was the admittance part of it. Um, when I went in to talk to this individual um, in the office, I was blown away at the amount of denial that it took to get through to actually get to an admittance. So be sure that you prepare. Just assume that this person is going to deny it and deny it pretty adamantly. Um, so um, that was tip number two. For tip number three, I would tell you to prepare <clears throat> for this individual to admit it. And what I mean by that is one thing that you might not think about beforehand because you have so many emotions caught up. For me, it was, um, I believe it was two all-nighters that I spent watching camera footage, getting documentation because I couldn't do these things during store hours um, because I didn't want any other individuals to see what was going on. Um, <clears throat> so... In my preparation, I really didn't prepare for an admittance. We did prepare somewhat. We actually wrote up a statement um, that said, you know, I will not uh, file unemployment. I am being fired because I was accused of stealing, and I do admit to that stealing. We prepared a statement, and the individual actually signed that statement. However, um, you'll find out later in the story that we ended up um, – 
getting the state to prosecute this person on our behalf. And in that process, um, we showed them that statement. They said, oh, you might as well throw that in the trash. Um, Anyone is going to say that you pressured them into signing that. So a written statement is not something that is... uh, permissible or, or whatever you want to, it doesn't hold up in court. So if you have something that, um, prepared that you are going to prepare for this person to admit it, um, you need to have much more than that. Um, in talking with the prosecutors in the case that I dealt with, they said one of the most important things is to have multiple witnesses, um, in which we did have that. The other thing that is extremely powerful is to not only have multiple witnesses, but to also have someone that a court would not, um, you know, pass off in in um, in a case. Um, that would be a police officer, a lawyer, somebody like that. Um, if you have a police officer present and just say, "Hey, I would like you to be present as a witness," um, most of the time, if it is a large enough amount of money to be dealing with, um, as was the case for us, um, <clears throat> that would be something that um, would be advisable by me. So um, the only issue with having a police officer present is sometimes that might um, cloud the judgment of someone. um, When you bring them into an office or back room and a police officer is there, they might not be quite as willing to admit uh, to stealing from you. And finally, um, what the individual said in working with the state on our um, case, they said that a very powerful avenue to have was to be to video record the entire conversation. Um, So maybe set up your cell phone in the corner um, and just have it to where you can see all sides. Um, You want the audio to be very clear. You want the video to be clear so that way the person can't say you were holding them at gunpoint or anything um, crazy like that. Um, so those are some of the things that would be good. So preparing for an admittance, you want to be prepared for this person to admit it. If this is a large enough sum of money to be worried about, you know, it's it's anywhere over. I believe the the court that I dealt with on um, from the state said that anything over five thousand dollars they take seriously. Um, so be prepared for that person to admit it. Um, this is a, a high emotion, high stress situation. And and so have your ducks in a row. Have these things lined out ahead of time. The next tip, tip number um, four, is to, you know, much like you would in an interview um, before you hire someone, make sure that you're not guilty of talking too much. Um you know, this is a weird, nerve-wracking um, situation, and you're wanting to explain why you're um, why you're accusing them of this and everything. One thing you want to be careful of is saying too much. In these situations, if an employee is stealing from you, they don't know how much you know, right? So if you show them camera footage of something, sit back and be quiet and say, what happened here? and be silent and just wait. Let them continue talking. And even when they finish a sentence, just continue to look at them and be quiet. One thing that's important is is to not reveal your hand. They don't know how much you know. So keep that in mind as you talk to these people. Um, And if they are asking questions about how much you know, don't answer those things. Just sit back, ask a question, what happened here? Sit back and wait for their answer. What happened here? 
Are you telling me the truth? Sit back and wait and be quiet. Don't get uh, too ahead of yourself by explaining, well, oh, the, the reason why I did this, the, the reason why I'm thinking this, the, 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 the whole idea behind this was because I, I saw you doing this. That might, the more you say, the more they might find, oh, he doesn't know about this, or oh, he doesn't know about this. Show camera footage, show receipts, show documentation, sit back and be quiet. Ask questions and wait. The next tip, number five, after a person admits to this, if it is a, like I had mentioned, large enough sum to um, be concerned about, to deal with, um, to be uh, justified for you to spend time on it, um, you have two options. Um, You either have a civil um, case or you have a case with the state. And I don't know if I'm saying that right. Of course, a lawyer would be laughing at me right now. But basically, you can hire a lawyer and um, prosecute this person from a civil case. That's expensive. You're paying for the lawyer. You're paying for um, this to be done. The other way you can do it is if this is a crime, which stealing is a crime, you can team up or whatever you want to say um, with the state. Um, So the state which we teamed up with, I guess you could say, I don't know what else was represented by or whatever um, you would say was the state of Oklahoma. So they sent a team here. We paid for nothing um, because this is a crime that was committed. So you don't have to pay for anything if you go with the um, state uh, that is prosecuting them. So you might keep that in mind. You know, a lot of people um, say, at least for me, I had dealt with lawyers in the past and the fees that are associated with it and had very little um, hope that we would actually collect money from this individual. If somebody's stealing from you um, most of the time, or, or I guess I would say a lot of the time in my cases, I was pretty confident that that person didn't have the money to pay you back. So if you just do a civil case, you're just trying to get money from that individual. Well, that doesn't matter um, if that person can't pay you back. It doesn't matter if you win or not. That person never pays you back, and you're then out even more lawyer fees. If you go with the state, they are accusing them of a crime, and that will go on their record. So that will have a implications for this individual for a long time. And in the individual that I'm talking about, she actually, um, can face up to, I think it's like three years in prison or something like that. Um, for what the amount that she had stolen from us. Um, so you'll probably not get paid back. Um, and that's depressing for most and, um, you know, frustrating at best, but, Um, at the very least, you can have this person um, face jail time if it's a significant enough amount, and you can also have it at least go on their record and uh, make it more difficult for them to uh, get clear background checks and things like that. So on those two options, none of them are probably going to get you paid back if we're talking about percentages. Um, But at the very least, if you do want to... um, have this act go on someone's record um, and you want to spend the amount of time with it, um, you can pursue that and not be out any money. Um, The only thing you do need to be prepared for is you have to have so much documentation, so much video evidence, so much um, audio evidence. I had to do a few um, 
calls with the individual and and act like I was just asking questions and things like that um, so that I could get recordings um, on my phone. I mean, I had to do probably 20 to 40 hours of work just getting them the evidence over and over and over. They would ask questions and questions, um, add things together, subtract, need receipts, need camera footage that correlated with each other. So be prepared for a lot of work if you're going to pursue this. So, you know, if this is something that was, I would say, $5,000 or less, it might not be worth your time because, again, you you probably won't get paid back either way. Um. Number six is to be sure that you, you know, have some sort of um, clarity around um, your insurance policy. Uh, one thing that I didn't really think about was you can you can um, have a certain amount of coverage on your policy for theft. Um, so that is clearly between you and your insurance provider. And and in this week's episode, we talked a lot about insurance and, and being clear about the policy that you have and how much that coverage is for. Um, as Brian had talked about in that episode, he had mentioned, you know, there's some things if, if you turn in a bunch of, of things over and over and claim a bunch of things that um, your insurance will at some point start kind of seeing you as a risk and might drop you. So again, if this is not a large enough sum of money to be dealing with, um, you might not might consider not claiming this on an insurance policy, and you might not even have a policy that covers theft. Um, but at any rate, you need to have some clarity around what what can I do from here? Um, once you get the police involved and have a case number and things like that, or if you did that, you would have that information to give to your insurance provider. So there are other things you can do, but at some point, at the end of all this, you need to have some closure. You need to say, I've got this done. This is over with. Let's be done with all of this. I think that that is very important because there's so much emotion. The individual that was stealing from us was had worked for us for almost three years, um, was incredibly close to me and my family, um, somebody I, I really trusted an incredible amount. And this is something that you just have to say, I'm done with the police stuff. I'm done with the getting all these details and I'm never getting paid back. Let's be done with this and have some closure. And finally, the last tip is have somebody to rely on, have a mentor to talk to, have somebody that you can talk to about this. Um, that can hopefully give you sound advice. Um, I'm thankful for uh, my dad. He had been through this multiple times before and is still involved in the business and, you know, helped an immense amount of um, an outsider's perspective, especially in the um, interview process, if, if you want to call it that, or, or when we were questioning this individual, he was present and and actually took a lot of the um, talking under his belt. An outsider's perspective is is so much more, there's so much more clarity involved um, from the outside looking in, especially in something like this. It's such an emotional thing. It's uh, something that is heart-wrenching. You're, you're mad, you're questioning, you're, you're wanting answers of why. And if you have somebody like that, that you can lean on a mentor that can say, yeah, man, they, they stole from you, or yeah, they, <laughs> they're ripping you off. Um, whatever it might be, have somebody, it's embarrassing. 
um, all, all ways that people can be stealing from you are embarrassing because you're in charge of this business and you let something get by you. And so don't let this embarrassment um, keep you from reaching out to somebody to ask advice and have somebody that you can lean on that um, will help you through this. I'm so thankful for my dad that um, has helped me through a lot of different situations in business, um, but especially something like this that is just just heart-wrenching and emotional for any individual. Those are my um, seven tips for um, getting through a theft, whether it's a product, whether it's cash, whether it's somebody that's embezzling through, you know, um, book work or something like that. It is such an emotional thing. And it's something that is, it's lonely. Um, it's lonely to go through. It's an emotional, you're, you're just worried about the business. You're trying to grow the business. You're trying to hire and fire and, and help employees. And, all the while you had a a uh, wolf in the hen house and and is stealing from you from the inside and it's just such an emotional thing and i hope that maybe this story and some of these things will make you think whether it's google these things before you before you approach someone but if you think you have caught someone um, stealing from you make sure that you have all your ducks in a row before you talk to this individual of course, if you ever need a mentor like me to help you through this, I would be more than happy to give you my advice and uh, help you as best I can. Thank you for listening to this episode of my story of getting stolen from. Hey, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Better Business Podcast with me, your host, Steve Cook. You know, starting or growing a business is hard work, so I hope that today's advice made it just a little bit easier for you. We'll be sharing more about this exact topic all this week on my social platforms. You can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, or if you would like to get a, a personalized blog post from me on this topic, you can join my email list and I will send you an email once a week. You can check the show notes to subscribe to that or find me on my website, whatever's easier for you. Now get out there and go grow a better business with this advice from today's Real Pros. Thank you for listening.